Well, hi folks, it's Dan Lenny from F-Stop Academy here. And uh, in this episode of Industry Insights, we're going to talk a bit more about lighting. Now, this is another podcast we recorded just last week at the Cinegear show at Paramount Studios in Hollywood. Today, we're talking to Trisha Mass. Uh, Trisha Mass uh, works for Cineo Lighting. She's a director of sales. And what they do is they use a remote phosphor technology to create really high output, very color accurate LED fixtures. But this is LED with a difference. So Trisha is going to explain exactly what this technology is, the kind of products these guys use. And I have used these in some of my classes. And I have to say, they are really, really quite staggering in terms of light output and quality. And what Cineo are doing is they're moving away from just having studio fixtures and they're introducing a new line, the LS line, which is a much smaller fixture, about the size of an iPad in terms of surface area, but has a massive light output. So over to Trish and the show. Trisha, there's been a huge amount of buzz or whatever about LED lighting. You guys developed technology which is not LED, but uses LEDs, which is very different. Talk to me about what you guys do at Cineo Lighting. Uh, sure, so we call it remote phosphor. Um, remote being that we remove the phosphor from the LED. Um, an LED itself has uh, two primary components. Uh, there's a blue pump, which causes uh, the intensity that you get out of a light. And then the phosphor itself is what creates the color quality, whether it's a tungsten, a daylight, something in between, a good tungsten, a bad tungsten. I know we've all seen variations in, in light quality. That's all related specifically to the, the phosphor itself. So a remote phosphor removes the color information of the phosphor from the diode. Traditionally, if you were to look at a, um, an LED light in a square, you'd see 100 diodes all fastened together and um, they're predisposed to tungsten or daylight or, or maybe they're a blender, um, but those, they're, they're stagnant. They're very stagnant pieces. Remote phosphor gives you the ability to remove that color information and swap in something else. So you could do 27s, 32s, 43s, 56, 65s, and they're inherently starting that way. Uh, the fixture stays the same, but you can you really modular, uh, pull it apart and put it back together. So the thing that strikes me about your, your lighting is, is incredible output and incredible color. Tell me the kind of applications for these kind of lights and what, what you're trying to do as a company in terms of the technology. Sure. Um, so output's an interesting conversation. People often ask me, what's this equivalent to? Uh, and, and light's different. Uh, you have an HMI, a, a point source. It's very hard naturally. Uh, remote phosphors are very soft naturally, uh, and that's different. Typically a hard light, you've got to go through the process of softening it up, chimera banks, scrims, um, those types of things. But we're inherently coming out of it soft. So think of it like a garden hose. Uh, you can put it on a jet stream and you can shoot you know, the same volume of water across the yard and, and hit the car. Or you could put it on um, spray and now you can fill a, a bigger piece of, of your lawn as, as you water it. We're spray. We're a spray nozzle. <laughs> so we have uh, 22,000 lumens coming out of our HS light. Um, that's a huge volume of light, a huge volume. But it's 160 degrees. So it's really going to fill a room. It's really going to wrap around a surface. Um, as opposed to, say, like a plasma light that's just going to drive it in really hard um, in one direction. That's a great analogy. And I'm curious, what, what is the, if, if it's low power consumption LED, what is, what is, 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 it, is it the power supply? What's the ballast? What's that doing and, and why is it so big? Sure. Um, so we keep our ballast off of our lamp head and, and I get lots of mixed thoughts about it. But 
The way that we look at it is we want to keep the head as simple and as stupid as possible. We want to have all of our electricity, all of our information, all of our technology on something that's more serviceable rather than integrated into this unit. I think we've all had the experience where we bought something, something went weird and we couldn't fix it ourselves and it's a little frustrating. So by keeping the ballast separate, it really allows the user to modify it themselves, to service it themselves, to not break manufacturer's warranties if something goes wrong, to upgrade it. Um, so keeping the ballast aside gives us that ability. Um, the reason that it's so big is even though people always think of LED lights, it's like, oh, it's low power consumption. Well, 22,000 lumens. I mean, that power has to come from somewhere. So we are pulling 450 watts max out of that power supply. Now, again, that's kind of a 10 to 1 ratio. You can play like a 4K zip light with this guy. So we're still very, very power advantageous, but it's got to come from somewhere. And the, the thing that uh, we were just discussing before this interview was about color fidelity and color quality. One of the biggest challenges with LED lighting is just color consistency. And I think there's a couple of companies, and you're one of them, who really focus on true color, hence the name. Talk to me about that process and why that's so important. It's, I mean, the color quality is all about it. Um, if you don't have the color in the spectrum, there's nothing to bounce back so that your blues look like they're blues and your blacks look like they're proper blacks. So you've you've got to have a complete spectrum, otherwise uh, it, just, it just doesn't work. You can't make up color with gel and you can't make up color in, in post. If it's not there, it's not, if it's not there in the source, it is not there in the after either. It's so true, you know, I, I get exasperated trying to explain in part of our education programs that if you put great color and light into a scene, you're going to get great color and light out. Talk to me a bit about the range now, because since I last saw you a couple of months back, you brought some new products out. Talk me through the range. Sure. Um, so we have two primary lamp heads and we've got three primary power supplies and they're relatively interchangeable. Uh, we have, oh gosh, how many is it now? Six, uh, six different color temperatures that are all interchangeable and probably about 12 different accessories that are all interchangeable. So it's, it's really modular, you can mix and match. Um, the lamp head that we started off with is the HS light. That's the 22,000 lumen one. We just introduced a smaller one called the LS Lite. It's 8,000 lumens. Uh, it's about the size of an iPad, just to give you a little bit of a reference to how big it is. It's pretty tiny for that much punch. Um, also new is a power supply, the DX450. That runs the HS lamp head, the 22,000 lumen one, or it can run three of the LS lamp heads, the 8,000 lumen ones. Uh, we've increased our accessories. We can bracket two HSs together to do space lights. We can put two of them together to basically emulate a brute light. We've got um, Chimera Online, who's making some really great soft boxes. Same with DOP Choice. Uh, egg crates, louvers, barn doors, um, and ton, tons of accessories. And then in terms of color, this color is so important, <laughs> we can do uh, 2700, 3200, 4300, a surprisingly popular um, color temperature. It's just, it's so morphable to daylight and to tungsten just on how you highlight your, your set. Uh, we can also do a straight 56, uh, 65, and then one of my favorites is chroma green. Same fixture, different panel, and instantly you have a just vibrant green screen work. Well, that 4300 color temperature is interesting because when I was back here at Able Cine a few months back, you loaned us an HS light. And we did this little sequence where we do a kind of a, a section where we, we teach the guys how to how to kind of shoot sequences quickly. And we were in an office where it had overhead fluorescence and 
a full side window on one side. We used the HS in the corner on a C stand at 4300 and we'd lit the room in like the time it took to put the lamp on the stand and switch it on. So, you know, I totally get it. But these lights aren't for everyone. I mean, you know, my, my market's very much, you know, the guys are aspiring filmmakers. Um, this, this gear is kind of, at the moment, towards the higher end, isn't it? I mean, where, where, where is your market going to go in terms of development? Well, we started our company with major motion picture cinematographers in mind. Um, a lot of people, when they start these types of companies, they just kind of want to volume sales really fast. Here's a, here's a trinket. Maybe we'll brand it really pretty and put it in a shiny box and we'll hope everybody buys it. Uh, we started off with the color quality in mind, usability in mind, uh, versatility in mind, and we really went after major studios and ASC members and Academy Award winning DPs. And then from there we're starting to um, increase our ability to make them modular and to start to dial them in so that they are more affordable for you know, the aspiring filmmaker and um, more modular for uh, your grip kits. So the new light, the LS I was talking about, it's hitting a price point of 1995 US, and that is really, it's a sweet spot. And it's 20 times the volume of light than a light panel, and it's about the same retail price. So we're getting there. And, and the thing is, you know, when you start with a lot of light, it's easy to cut it down. You can't make light perform better when there's not anything to begin with. What I like about the LS, as you say, it's about the size of an iPad, it could easily be a location key soft light, couldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, I have a lot of people who are using the HS as location keys, and they're very, very excited about the LS. Uh, a lot of reality television is very excited about it. Uh, a little DC ballast. It's light enough that it can actually act like a sun gun, too. I've held one over my head for five minutes. I mean, you know, it was, it was my daily workout for my shoulders. <laughs> it's five minutes. But... Um, yeah, location work, location work, location work. You can get a lot of volume and then the flexibility of changing. You know, the same fixtures inside, daylight, tungsten, and then you're outside in the middle of the day with a 65 and you're competing against desert types of reflectance. And obviously because of the power requirements, there doesn't appear to be uh, a battery option. Is, is there any point in the future where you might be able to develop a smaller lamp head with, with battery power? Actually, the LS is going to have a battery option. Uh, currently, what you're seeing right now is an AC version. This is in a pre-order. Uh, we're still working on some of the last development pieces. But by the time that we have it shipping, we'll have a SKU and everything set aside for the DC side as well. What we're looking at is probably two V-Lock um, IDX style batteries to slide on. You could also use a battery belt. Um, so it's pulling about 150 watts. So again, you know, it takes some power to make power, but uh, that will be DC operable. And Trish, where can people find out more about the range and more about what you guys do? I would love it if you came to my website. <laughs> that's uh, www.cineolighting, that's C-I-N-E-O. Don't sing the bingo song. <laughs> C-I-N-E-O lighting.com. Trish, always a pleasure, thank you. Okay, thanks.